be the uh, shortest sermon I have ever preached. <laughs> All right, so so uh, uh, let's let's do it very quickly. So, who do you think was the crowd that day? Who was in the crowd? Or let's say, who was not in the crowd? So I I could be wrong, but I thought the people in the crowd were the ones that wanted him crucified. Am I on the wrong day? Okay. <laughs> I thought the, the the crowd was the people who wanted him dead. Am I on the wrong day? Am I on the wrong day? <laughs> I don't know. Mixture. Not the Pharisees. Okay, apparently. Okay. Any other ideas? Not the not the Romans, yeah, okay, not, who else? It's easier sometimes to say who was not there in the crowd, right, than who was in the crowd. Well, what else do you think? Right. Huh? The Canaanites. The Canaanites, okay. All right, so, yes, the Pharisees were most likely, well, maybe, well, the, the one thing that you all need to know is, uh, I wasn't there, so I don't know. Okay. But I can take a wild guess as to who was there and who wasn't there, based on the story of Jesus. Okay, so here's my wild guess. Okay, number one, who was there? Jesus. The donkey was there, <laughs> and Jesus was there. His disciples were there, and most likely all those people who were shouting Hosanna to the highest, and and they were talking about him as their king. So these are people who wanted to see him as their king. So there was there must be a reason why they wanted to see him as their king. Take a wild guess. Why do you think they wanted to see him as their king or the Messiah? Because they said, when they were asked, who is this dude? Right? And they said, who is this dude? That this dude is the prophet who is from Galilee. Right? And he identified as from Galilee. So, my question, why do you think that they considered him the king or the prophet or the Messiah? Why? Why? Take a wild guess. Because he prophesied from the Old Testament. All right. What else? He did the miracles, right? Such as heal the sick, gave people new life, fed people. He is the he is the person who actually made that. Guess what? that kingdom of God that we all talk about and we pray that let it be on earth as it is in heaven. He is the person who actually did that for people. It was real. It is real. We believe it to be real, right? This person, Jesus, brings that kingdom of God onto, uh, onto earth. And that is why they are saying that he is our king because he is realizing the kingdom of God on earth. How? By healing people by bringing people together who are the people he was healing if there is one one particular disease that is probably the most well known from the new testament it is leprosy, leprosy exactly leprosy what was wrong with leprosy leprosy is a really bad disease it still exists but 
<coughs> it was contagious and for that reason what did people do they shunned them they made them outcast they put them outside where they lived it was literally outcasting people so what does that mean jesus restored people back into the community by healing them that is why leprosy the whole idea of leprosy is so important because not only were they physically healed but they were socially healed their whole restoration actually happened this was literally happening in their midst and because it was happening to them they said what this is the right person he is the king he is our king what was the reaction what did you hear in the scripture today what was the reaction today in jerusalem okay were they were in jerusalem were they happy and excited the scripture says that the whole jerusalem was in turmoil the whole jerusalem was in turmoil my friends when people who were outcast who needed healing who needed food who needed community when they were given everything that the kingdom of god promises us it, it was real for them it was the kingdom of god for them right here on earth when they were given that and that kingdom of god was happening guess what it peored a lot of people in authority right people in authority don't like when guess what people are healed when people get their voice when people are empowered when you and i become powerful which is what it's not that becoming powerful is that going and you know asserting that power being powerful and being empowered in the lord jesus christ is to actually fully live into the gift that god has given us to be our lives are gifts from god when god has given us a gift and god wants you to fully realize that gift into this life and make this world what god wants it to be guess what happens those in power get really scared the word is turmoil jerusalem is in turmoil why because the crowds have realized their power jerusalem is in turmoil because the crowds have realized their power my friends this has been my ministry all along and god willing it will be my ministry all along until till god gives me life which is i always look for people who everyone else has ignored and i say those are the people god wants to restore and say to them that you my friend have been given the gift of life to fully realize into the world and there is no power and authority in this world that can keep you from being who god has made you to be
that is threatening to those who exercise authority on us. So that's the first thing I want you to remember, that when the crowds are empowered, guess what happens? The authorities go into a turmoil. Okay? When you all are empowered, guess what? The authorities might lose control. Yes, you're right. Might lose control. This, they're scared that they may lose control. You guys may go rogue. And that is the kingdom of God on earth. When you all go rogue, <laughs> that is the kingdom of God on earth. And I'm not kidding about that. Because that is when you are looking around and looking at the weakest person amongst you and making sure that person is recognized for who and what gift that person is to your community. I remember when I first got here, and I share this because I think we have become a really mature community with that. One of the things that I did was I looked around and I said, if we are going to have children growing into the faith, then we have to encourage the parents who are raising their children in faith. So, so I decided that at the annual meeting, I am going to pick one or two sets of parents or parents and, and, and basically recognize them for the work they're doing in their own family, bringing children every week to church and you know so on and so forth right and guess what true to my form I picked two people who were not in any kind of power in this parish and when I told my staff that these are the two people I'm going to recognize they were not happy I got a lot of pushback on that Okay, and my friends, I say this to you because that is the work we have to do. Not only that we recognize the people whose no one else is recognizing for the hard work that they are putting in, but be prepared for the pushback that you will get when you do begin to empower each other for the kingdom of God. And that is my second point. Every year we celebrate this Palm Sunday, which I believe is the celebration of the empowerment of the masses. For they came out because they did not have gold or silver, my friends. They did not have authority. In fact, Peter, the very first person he heals, he says, gold and silver I have, None. Gold and silver I have none. But what do I have? I am able to give you a healing and restoration, which is the kingdom of God. So my friends, when we heal each other, when we become a part of healing each other, gold and silver we have none. But we can empower each other 
support each other. And then when that empowerment becomes a threat, we have a choice. And that is a very important choice that we are reminded of every Palm Sunday. You see, the story could have gone differently if those who felt empowered on Palm Sunday stayed empowered on Holy Thursday and Good Friday. The story would have gone very differently. Right? No that the power structures will always try to change the narrative. Every Palm Sunday, we have another chance to commit to not going down the route of Good Friday. To actually believe in the empowerment, to believe that the kingdom of God has arrived amongst us and not desert our Lord Jesus in the work he has given us. That is why we celebrate Palm Sunday. So every, every year we have an opportunity to make a commitment that we will not betray the work that God has given us to do. We will not desert the person who brings the kingdom of God here on earth. That is my prayer. And I know and I have confidence in you that you will live into the gift that God has made. I pray this in the name of the Father, the Son.